people don't know that sticks and stones is a local phrase. In 1885, Thomas Pickens was said to have uttered, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, as he was being beaten to death with stones and sticks. Right here in Sticky Stony, Springfield, Missouri. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. You're listening to Spring Food Mo, still America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. Wow. Not even a runner up. After all these years, you would think <laughs> there would almost, be at least one more. <laughs> I mean, all these years, it's uh, like one and two thirds of a year. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> You know, it's a pretty original idea we had here to talk about restaurants on a podcast. Uh And, uh, uh you know, it's amazing. Nobody's stolen it from us. I agree. Uh, I mean, we were the first to ever do it. And, (laughs) I mean, God willing, we'll be the last. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we should, once we get to, like, episode 350, and we've eaten at every single restaurant in Springfield, plus more since we do our What You Eatin' segments. Oh, absolutely. uh, We've probably done, like, 100 35 at this oh, point. Oh, absolutely. Too uh, many. We can pass on, pass the baton to some young bucks <laughs> or, or female bucks. Some young does. Yeah, some young does. Yes. Perhaps a buck and a doe. <laughs> no. No, two does. Two does? Okay. Yes. Uh, and we'll call it two doe queens. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be the first time that there's ever a female character on the show. <laughs> Uh, what character? I don't know what I'm talking about. No, that that that's that's uh, you have to listen to the exclusive Tower Club episodes to get insights to what Andy's talking about there. Of course, all that we have on this show are real life guests, uh huh, living, breathing, most of them. I mean, some of them have been <laughs> some dead. Of them are not alive. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, real guests. Hey, who are you? <laughs> oh, by the way, my name is Dan Howell, and uh, I'm I'm a little tired, Andy. Oh, you're tired? Uh-huh. Well, maybe you should get a little rest. Andy, I can't. Why not? Because I haven't eaten all the, all the restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. Wow. And that's our mission statement, and it has been since episode one. Seems, <laughs> it seems like a fool's errand. <laughs> oh, well, that's the only kind of errands it's I run. Two fool's errands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, how you doing, Dan? Oh, I'm good, Andy. Glad to be here in the tower with you. Yeah. Uh, glad to be recording again. It, it, it's, you know, it's a nice rainy day out in Springfield, Missouri. The the swimming pools are open. <laughs> <laughs> but they very much are. Yeah, I'm, I've been hanging out on uh, just just in, in, in a lot of groups of people. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know, there's a little park behind my house, and they took the caution tape down. Ooh, but, good. Uh, yeah. no ch- no children so, so um, far. And that's weird that you mentioned that because, you know, last week on the episode we had the governor of our fair state here mm-hmm. uh, mike parsons quite a get um, for us um yeah huge uh he I, he texts me and, oh because i i was concerned about you that got like his number oh yeah absolutely we're we're pretty tight now um as yeah i mean it seems like no he's sort of guy. a damn guy yeah, oh, yeah i mean <laughs> the best um he, you know, I was concerned a little about him opening up all these parks. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, no matter what level of concern you have, you, you keep the kids safe. Keep them off the, the gross playground equipment. Uh-huh. But he, he's taking precautions, Andy. Oh. That, Mike Parsons, uh-huh. he's going out to each and every one of Missouri's parks. Every single one from the little ones to the to Whitewater. 
the big, the biggest park in Missouri. That that's the, a actual state registered park by the, the park board. The water is so white there. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's he's taken he's taking all the equipment and licking the germs off of it <laughs> before anybody can get to it. And so I just commend our great noble <laughs> Beautiful governor. <laughs> Beautiful. Nobody Mike talked Parsons. about his his uh, physical beauty. Yeah, we didn't Quite talk about that specimen. on the last episode. And he is good. <laughs> that dude. I mean, he could get it. <laughs> <laughs> get what? A little kiss from me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think he mentioned he did want to marry me towards the end of the segment last week. So... Uh, um, well, I guess I could get it too. <laughs> so uh, I guess you're gonna have to break the news to Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. That you're with Mike Parsons uh-huh. now. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? Oh, I mean, his feelings about you that he expressed on our last episode. I I'm just hoping that I can work the uh, governor of our fair state into a uh, sort of a polycule with a. <laughs> With my lovely girlfriend, who we, of course, have nicknamed here on the show Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. She's not actually Shredder from oh, the Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles. She just didn't want the nickname to be confused with any other Shredders right. out there. Mm. We've discussed all this. Uh, yeah. Ad nauseum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm nauseous about it right now. <laughs> well, Dan. How are you, Andy? I am feeling great, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Uh Finished up that album yesterday. Wow. It is 100% done. I saw that. Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. Do I'm, I get an advanced copy? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Friends and family only. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. Well, the problem with that, Dan, is that um, my friends and family are the only people who care about it. <laughs> so uh, If I get an advanced copy, who's going to listen on day one? <laughs> yeah, that's the actual logic. I'm like... Uh, I talk about my friends in the songs, and like if I give them copies, there's no point of even having a release date. Oh. So I imagine we'll probably have some people who listen to the show check it out, but uh, band's called Sister City. Mm-hmm. Album's called Secret Punk. Sister City, that's like our fair city. Uh-huh. Is that what it's named after? No. What's, it's what's a bad that, band what's name. Thing about? It's a bad name. I don't hate it. I mean, I don't, like, I don't hate the name, but like it's an organization that people are already familiar with. There mm-hmm. are there there was already another band called that that I didn't know about in the Northeast. Mm. Not great SEO. No, not great. No, it's terrible SEO on a number of levels. Wow. And since then, there is another band called Sister mm-hmm. City, as well as a band called Sister Cities. Oh, okay. But you can find You sure that those other two Sister City bands didn't just get together? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so here's a wild story. One of my uh, I was friends with uh, people in the band called uh, the New Monsters Collective from back in the day. And uh, they went on tour to the Northeast, and they played with the other sister city. Oh, wow. Yeah. You said that guy uh, was very aware of, of my band, and uh, said he liked us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say right now, the feeling was not mutual. Oh. They're a bad band. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> they got the Northeast locked down. Uh, yeah, seems that way. As far as sister city bands go. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, this uh, that band never my sister city never went further than uh, St. Louis and Columbia. That's the only two places outside of uh, Springfield that we played, Dan. Yeah, and, I mean this is sort of a like a 
a, would you call it a reunion album? Uh, <laughs> you're breaking a hiatus of sorts. Uh, uh, it's been eight years since the last one. Yeah, and what I'm what I'm mostly surprised about, Andy, is this massive tour you have planned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is not a live band as of this moment. I would love to play again. You know, the problem in Springfield is getting people to come, even if sure. you're good. And it takes a lot of time to to practice and make a band good, you know. And uh, I would love to do it. I'm just not totally sure it would be worth the time as local concern, since people here generally don't go to shows. Like, I feel like I'm being really negative, but, you know, that's just the way it is. You know what I like? A nice house show, Andy. You yeah. play many of those? Um, I've been to a couple in the last few years, and actually that is when people will show up. Love a house show. When it's free and there's underage drinking. <laughs> well, I didn't uh, say that. I, I'm Nor just did saying, I do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, in those situations, they're really fun to be at, but the music is often not why people are there, and so there's a lot of talking and stuff. I think there's a photo of a sister city show online somewhere mm -hmm. where my old roommate Josh yeah. is featured prominently. <laughs> Some reason behind the band. No idea what was going on with yeah. that. But yeah, yeah you see, there, well, I know been, the photo of which you speak. Must have been pretty packed in. But anyway, that album comes out this Friday, the 22nd. That's wow. uh, three days from now if you're listening the day that this, al this album, this episode mm -hmm. comes out. I'm really proud of it. I had a little bit of an epiphany. Uh, when I was working on it yesterday, Dan, see, uh, you know, listeners know that we sometimes uh, uh, censor uh, words that we say. Sure. Because Dan and I... Whole phrases, know, even. Yeah. Dan and I are, are not people who really <laughs> have any problem with language other people might consider foul. But we want to make a show that's accessible to uh, most people that live here. Though it definitely gets a little too weird for some people. <laughs> You're talking about, like, chicken? <laughs> chicken? <laughs> yeah. Language that most people would consider uh -huh. foul. Bok, bok, bok. Uh, yes. <laughs> Oops, I have to go edit <laughs> yes, those out. Yeah. yeah, that's most of what we've got here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a big part of it, this is like the first creative project I've had since high school that my parents have been able to enjoy. Sure. And so I was, well, I don't know about enjoy. That's that's putting <laughs> well. it. Well, actually, I don't know. They're, they seem to really like they it. They might be our nice. biggest fans. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, Anyway, I, I was going through and making a clean version of the album oh, yesterday, Dan. How nice. So I could send it to my family and also, you know, coworkers and stuff mm. like that. And I realized that um, these most, for the most part, the clean versions of the songs were better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's a little bit more representative of who I am now, too, because sure. a lot of the songs, and not a lot of them, but three of the songs are actually nine years old. You're the Brian Regan of punk. No, there's still some <laughs> words on there. <laughs> and like some, uh, you know, adult content consumption of consumption of substances, <laughs> that kind of stuff. What? Like, Milk. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, as we know here on the show, uh, that could get into dicey territory. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But anyway, I wound up changing. I think I counted and there were like 11 curse words on the album. And now there are two, Dan. And I was able to escalate it and use like more interesting language. And it's some kind of weirdly changed the dynamic of some of the songs and kind of the uh, changed the way the emotions read to me. And I might regret it since it only I only finished doing it yesterday. I don't know. But right now, I'm really happy with it. What curse words you keep in? <laughs> you just have to listen and find out. <laughs> okay. One of them, um, I just couldn't I just couldn't lose it because it it's a turn of phrase that is 
the cash the casualness of it was the point and there was just nothing else that really fit for that spot so that one stayed and there's another one in there that i just really liked and it also kind of escalated from i like to repeat lines and then put do slight variations that escalate sure. them to be stronger from their previous iteration and one of those works that way too so i left i left one of them in uh, still went ahead and fixed those for a version for my parents. Sure, absolutely. And they, as Why of not? right now, they are the only people that have the album. My parents and my brother and my sister-in-law haven't heard anything back. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't. <laughs> There's the first line of one of the songs says, uh, you were drunk, or I, I was drunk and you were stoned. <laughs> Probably not going to hear back from them about it. <laughs> All right. It's better than the other way around, I I'm, guess. I'm probably going to bleep those out for this. <laughs> God. Well, you know. Anyway, I'm really excited. I like it. Like, I'm proud of it. I tried to make something that I would enjoy listening to, which wasn't necessarily the case. Uh, the first two albums for that band, you know, I don't listen to a lot of, like, acoustic singer-songwriter stuff, even sure. if it's punk-ish. And this is, like, a full-on, full-band drums, bass, electric guitar, acoustic guitar. It's pretty abrasive and aggressive and loud, and it's exactly the kind of thing that I like to listen to, Dan. So I'm really proud of it. I'm really happy with it. Well, that's great, Andy. Excited. I'm excited for you. Excited for you to hear it. We'll have to, we'll have to hear your review next episode. Oh, yeah. Live <laughs> on the episode. My, my, my first talking to you about uh-huh. it. Sure. Anyway, so that's that. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. We got to talk about one more thing, Dan. Please. I had another epiphany when I was playing um, this uh, video game. Do you know about video games? Mm. It's like you can play them. Usually, it used to be just on TV screens. I'm familiar with Animal Crossing. Okay. Pretty much anything else has uh, left my purview. Well, look, I'm going to apologize to our listeners. I'll try to keep it pretty short. Well, we're going to talk about Animal Crossing a little bit more. Oh, okay. Well, it, I mean, if that's one of these video games yeah. you're talking about, then it's sure. the one I want to talk about. I realized that I'm, uh, I do like it, Dan, uh-huh. but I kind of don't. Sure. I kind of don't like it because it is a game, the goal of which is to make the game less annoying. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, you build ramps so you don't have to switch tools. Uh, you build bridges so you don't have to switch tools. True. You try to, everything about the game is to make gathering resources easier and take less time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's annoying. <laughs> Everything about it's annoying. Now, I'm not going to push back too hard on you yeah. because I do agree uh, Animal Crossing is quite annoying um, despite the hundreds of hours I've now put into it. Oh, I'm probably at like 30 at this point, which is a lot for me. Andy, let me let me ship this to you real quick. Mm-hmm. That's what most every video game is. Well, yeah, that's my big issue is that they, all they do is eat time and there's very little actual reward. Yeah. Like even, none. even in like a, a Zelda game or something, mm-hmm. you're just trying to make the fighting less hard yeah. by becoming like they they purposefully don't teach you all the cool stuff at the beginning. I I played maybe the first fifth of Breath of the Wild when I was you know recovering from surgery. Sure. And I think I, I, I like it because there is a story. The story in that game is kind of nonsense, actually. Yeah. But... Animal Crossing has no story, and I kind of find that appealing. Oh yeah, because Zelda would stress me out a little bit when I was playing it. You know, there was the first boss battle that I fought. I had to try it like thirty times until I got Mm -hmm. it right, and uh, I'm pretty sure that I re-damaged my (laughs) my surgical (laughs) injury. 
<laughs> when I was stressed out sure. from trying to win that battle. And there's nothing like that in Animal Crossing. It no. is only the annoying stuff. <laughs> but somehow that is very relaxing. And it's designed so perfectly to maximize the amount of time mm. you do for each activity. Even like characters talking to you. It takes just a little bit oh, yeah. too long. Mm-hmm. And it's perfectly designed to make you look at your watch and say, it has it, has it been two hours <laughs> since I started? Anyway, but it's all, yeah, it's also like very calming and relaxing. It's a good way to zone out. It is, and I think there's a certain point with it where you hit sort of a I don't you you'll hit a point where you have pretty much everything done and then you just like are going into the game to do like your daily chores. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's that's a huge part of it. Oh, yes, I got to go hit every rock six times. Got to go the hit shuffle. all the rocks. Uh you got to go dig up those fossils. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think I think once you have your island the way you want it, it, it the game changes significantly, at, le- at least in the way that I've played it. OK, now. once why once I had my island sort of set, it's a uh, it's a little different and it gets almost into Sims territory. Mm. Once you have like enough stuff to build anything, then you can really just get creative and have yeah. a canvas there. Uh, but also, yes, I do find it very annoying <laughs> most of the time. I'm almost to the point where. I'm going to have a lot more freedom on what I can do. I mean, money is freedom in the game. Mm-hmm. And the other day, uh, Jessica from Are You There Pod sure. uh, posted a code to go to her island. And uh, we don't need to get into the turn up sales, but oh. it's basically like playing the stock market. There's a whole pun. But I, I had a, I had a windfall. I made half a million. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just say dollars for the sake of our listeners. But it's <laughs> bells if you play the game. And it, it totally changed the, ga- changed the game for oh, me. Yeah. And I got to figure out how to get way more money way faster so that I can have a lot more fun and not just have to spend my whole time trying to get more money. And I'm definitely going to start cheating. <laughs> Andy, let me tell you where I'm at in the game. I bought two million in turnips last week. Whoa. <laughs> wow. And I want to take a wash. Are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably. I'm going to go to the turnip exchange. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I no, we, nobody's we, got nobody's got good numbers this I week. I think when you buy that much, you'd have to make multiple trips to somebody else's island because oh, you wouldn't yeah. have enough space. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Two million. <laughs> uh, this is. This, I mean, we've talked about this before. It is absolutely impenetrable sure. talking about this game. Oh, absolutely. To anyone who hasn't played it, but fortunately, I think a lot of people are still <laughs> playing it. Anyway, yeah. uh, we we got to put our codes up. Uh, mine, my island's never open. It's still like shamefully boring, but. Once I make a bunch more money this week, I'm going to like really go nuts and buy a bunch of stuff. Gotta and just, beef it up. Yeah. You got to come visit my island and uh, catalog some stuff. You know, anything you pick up in the game, that automatically is added to your like oh, orderable catalog. So okay. you can come over, pick up my cool stuff, anything you want. Yeah. And then, and then, and then it's yours. That sounds great. After I make a bunch of money this week by cheating and using the turnip sure. exchange. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come over. <laughs> I'm gonna come over and pick up. I'm just gonna touch everything on your oh, island. I'm gonna touch everything. <laughs> I want to touch all this stuff. That's the real appeal of this game. You know, you Touching can just hang stuff. out with other people, <laughs> touch their things, <laughs> lick their playgrounds. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Big, Parsons a is a big fan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch out for uh, Mike Parsons' Twitter uh, for for the Dodo code to go out. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Dan. 
anything anything else we should talk about i'm i'm actively don't want to talk about this <laughs> restaurant so let's just keep going with the other stuff oh andy i don't i don't got anything else i i think i think the only things i have would venture a little too close to uh what i've been eating with my eyes and ears which yeah. of course that is reserved expressly for the what you eat in episodes that we do twice a month uh-huh tower club five dollars a month half of which goes to ozark's food harvest we don't need to harp on it but uh we do a bunch of extra episodes oh yeah good. and in one of them we talk about stuff we've been watching and uh listening to yeah and that's all i got andy so <laughs> let, let's get into this you know we did uh kind of forget that one of the things we were going to do was talk about ch- new chain restaurants in town mm-hmm. and review those and we've been struggling to come up with stuff to talk about because our plans for our last several Tower Club episodes uh, got canceled because mm-hmm. we were going to talk about restaurants in St. Louis and Kansas City because we had trips coming up. Oh, yeah. That uh, got canceled. Today, Dan, we've said this before and we were wrong, <laughs> but today as we were recording is the day we were supposed to see Rage Against the Machine oh, around wow. the jewels. Yep. Uh, your brother texted us a video <laughs> this morning. <laughs> uh, and man, can't wait to go to that show. 14, 14 months, months from, now, from now. Oh, absolutely. July of 2021. We both have kids by then. Zero <laughs> percent <laughs> chance, my friend. <laughs> I guess it's not, not full on zero. Let's give it a one percent chance. Well, they, they snip that in the tumor surgery. <laughs> <laughs> it's like while you're in there, it's like, sir, that is three feet away. So, yeah, it's still inside there. It's in the body. Yeah, you know, just, <laughs> just cut it. <laughs> Well, anyway, subscribe to the Tower Club. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> For the good episodes. Yeah. So uh, we are going to be reviewing a chain restaurant that's new to town coming oh. up. That's We've planned on that at least. So wow. If you're interested in that. I mean, there's not really any good podcasts out there about chain restaurants. Mm. So not, not a single one. <laughs> and let me tell you, Andy, I can't wait until uh, after the episode to ask you which restaurant that is. <laughs> <laughs> We did talk about it in the text thread. Then you sent a text laying out all the things we're doing for the next month. <laughs> so you should remember. Well. <laughs> it involves a, it's a sort of a frontier theme. Oh, uh-huh. you remember it now? Yeehaw. <laughs> all right, fine. I guess we better get into our restaurant for this week, Dan. This place is mystifying mm-hmm. on a number of levels. I'm speaking, of course, of teriyaki house the first of which is there is no information about this place anywhere and i spent a good two hours looking dan i used all my methods i know the owner's name okay his name is kevin h i'm not going to try i you know don't want to be disrespectful sure. and mispronounce it's h-o-a-n-g i don't know how to pronounce it wong oh maybe and i that's it that's all i could find I found the name of the person from whom they rent the building. Okay. Uh, that's all. There's okay. no, no, I couldn't find any history, couldn't find any story. And short of calling them up and asking for that information, which um, we'll get into why I didn't particularly feel like doing that here in a little bit. Now, here's what I had heard, Andy, uh-huh. and I don't know who I heard this from, so it's almost certainly apocryphal. But I heard it's the same as Pan Pacific Grill in the mall. Hmm, it's I'm, the same food, same family. Is it? I don't know. I, don't, I have zero clue. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's the case um, because 
this the person who owns this restaurant's name did not come up as owning any other mm. stuff. I guess it could be under another person's name or a spouse's name or another family member sure. or something like that. So that may be true. Uh, I know that the last name is the same as the family who currently owns Shanghai Inn. Okay. It's Flossie's last name also, but their food is nothing like that. Mm-mm. Not even remotely no. similar. No, I don't I I kinda doubt yeah. that it's the same family no, as Shanghai Inn it's, I don't for think some it is. reasons. Yeah. That we'll get into. Okay. Well, so I'm sorry. I love making those bios and I put the time in to do the research. Mm-hmm. Just came up short. This never happens. Um, there's just nothing, nothing out there publicly available. Who was the landlord? I mean, I think we could spin that into something that could be fun content. I can't remember the name, Dan. <laughs> I can't remember it, but I did like find the tax records for the building and was able to find the landlord's oh, name. We could have done five on those. <laughs> Pull those tax records up. <laughs> uh, I thought about even like breaking down what teriyaki is, and I forgot to do that. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to guess, what is it? Some sauce. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. I guess we should jump right into it. Let's do it. Let's start with the sides, as is our typical routine with uh, Chinese restaurants. Now, Andy, I know you've been working on a pretty important album here, <laughs> but did you work on any new drops for no. the sides this week? That's something I could do with my time. Sure. Coming Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Maybe just remix the songs off the album. <laughs> yeah that's, yeah you got any part in there where you say roll yeah or? track two is called sun up i'm just gonna rename it egg roll <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so, oh let's just jump into the egg rolls dan let's my I, I got an, an order of egg rolls mm-hmm. i believe for 350 with my first trip um the order came with two this was bizarre because one was crispy and one was soft. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, both were quite bland, though I did appreciate that they had a fair amount of protein content inside. was not sure if that was chicken or pork. It was kind of that white, crumbly white meat. Sure. That I, you can't tell. No sometimes clue. pork is that way. Sometimes chicken's that way. Uh, they, they weren't overly sour. Had the uh, sauce that came with it been better, I'd have been pretty happy to have these simply as a dunker. However, on their own, they were not great. And the sauce, they came with some kind of, you know, orangey, like translucent orangey uh-huh. sauce. Same as the crab rangoon. Yeah. Sorry. And it, that was pretty bland, too. It looked like it was going to be better. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I don't feel like you even normally get a sauce with egg rolls necessarily. But at least in both of my entrees, neither of them were particularly sauced heavily. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a whole lot to dip that egg roll in. I, That's I agree with you. But, you know, it's, it was all right. See, I, I did okay. get a lot of sauce in my entrees, which we'll get into. But uh, you said your egg roll's just okay? That's, yeah. That's kind of my feeling also. This isn't a Cisco product, but I know that it is a Gold Crown Foods product. Wow. Because while I was inside for my first trip, the Gold Crown Foods truck parked right behind my car. Nice. And had my order uh, arrived when it was supposed to, I would not have been able to get out. <laughs> I took a picture. <laughs> Gold Crown Foods. And I guarantee those egg rolls were uh, frozen. Uh, probably from that provider. Anyway, hey, Gold Crown. That's a new one to add to our repertoire mm-hmm. instead of just saying Cisco exclusively. Gold Crown, more like a bronze. <laughs> wow. Still third place. Not too bad. I mean, <laughs> well, really, it's because I couldn't think how of many people are competing. Inferior metal. <laughs> I mean, right. I guess if it's just three competitors. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Cisco, Gold Crown. There is another major one. I think there's three. Anyway, go ahead. Crab Rangoon, Dan. Oh, the Crab Rangoon, Andy. These are uh, these are strange little guys. They really are. <laughs> these are strange little guys. They're so weird. 
I don't know that any place in town has crab rangoons like this, save for I almost think this is the style that Amazing Asian has, which oh. I used to order a lot of. Okay. I like Amazing Asian. We should cover that sometime. I almost threw that out for this week, but then you threw out this place. So way to go. <laughs> yeah. Go, go me. <laughs> uh, these crab rangoons, Andy, are, you know, I my history with teriyaki house I should get into. Yeah. Tell I, that story for a third I, time. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to get into the story again where Teriyaki House delivered some food to my apartment complex. They gave it to my neighbors instead of me. My neighbors ate it. I banged on their door. Uh, I could hear them with the TV on and they didn't answer. You know, I'm not going to get into how those people are dead to me. And if I see them, it's on site. Uh, <laughs> don't get into it. Don't tell that story again. I, I wouldn't dare tell it a third time. Uh, did, it not. I wouldn't even give those the satisfaction. <laughs> uh, thirty minutes and uh, thirty three seconds. Got it. Thirty thirty three. <laughs> but you know, the point is, I used to get a lot of teriyaki house because mm-hmm. I lived super close to them, and we used to get a lot of chopsticks before chopsticks yeah. turned into teriyaki house. Uh-huh. I mean, we've got. I don't know how much we've discussed chopsticks here on the proper show, but uh, if listeners want a little more of that, go ahead and subscribe to the Tower Club and listen to our Dead Restaurants episode. We chopped it up about chopsticks. We sure did. On our last Tower Club episode. And what a fun episode it It was. It is fun. Only $5 a month for two of those bad boys. I went back and listened to it again because I was missing my buddies. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. These uh, crab rangoons, they're definitely not the traditional crab Mm -hmm. rangoon shape. They're more like cylindrical egg roll shapes Mm -hmm. it's like golden yellow fried wonton skin more chewy than crispy they're like egg rolls that are pinched on the end yes they look like the uh the the end of a toothpaste roll Uh on each end they just crunch down that i mean it does say that into the the toothpaste Uh roll on (laughs) the uh menu Uh uh-huh uh tasted more like crab than cream cheese had a real crabby taste for mine which I, I I thought this was pretty. These were good. I wish they were crispier. Mm-hmm. They didn't really give me the sad like the crunchy satisfaction that crab rangoon usually does. You only get does. a minuscule crisp on each end, yeah. like not not much at all. But some of the most filling of any crab rangoons so around, rich because they are big old tubes, really rich. Anyway, I, I thought they were okay. They were they were good. Um, definitely not something I would run out specifically to order sure but they were fine i I enjoyed them you know those crab rangoons are think something that out of all the things at teriyaki house i think are at least a little bit special i do like those i wouldn't doubt that there's still some kind of frozen food product Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe that's just the style of crab rangoons that you get on the east coast or the west coast or something i don't know andy yeah or if you wear a golden crown maybe they're destroyed detroit style maybe (laughs) (laughs) yeah Maybe they're from across the pond. Style. We Golden Crown, that's British fruit. we got to call food, Verena right? about this and get her opinion on uh, oh, I would toothpaste love to hear closed crab rangoons. What Verena has to say about this. But, uh, you know, I, I do like these crab rangoons. I've had them a bunch of times. I haven't had teriyaki house in years, not since. Uh, I don't know if I've told this story on the pod, but uh, I had some food delivered from there. <laughs> <laughs> So you stopped after that? <laughs> after they went to the wrong I stopped, apartment? I stopped entirely after that. I think we've maybe had it one time since, but it, it's been at least a year or two since sure. then. Andy, I like the crab rangoons. These, this batch of crab rangoons that I got for my first trip there this week were, must have been sitting out for an hour. 
Oof. at least. Uh, they, I mean, they were cold, which is like whatever. Man, that's not a horrible crime, but the filling inside was much more textured than I believe it should be. I, th- I, th- I don't know what you Ooh. have to say about the filling inside, but pretty it's pretty smooth. smooth. Yeah, this had a lot of texture, almost leading me to believe that they had turned in some way. Oh. It also had a sour flavor, which is not uncommon with crab rangoons. Sometimes you get the sourness of that cream in there, but these I believe were spoiled and uh, <laughs> not not great. Uh, both the girlfriend and I uh, re- really hated this batch Yikes. real bad. And these were something that both both me and my girlfriend were looking forward to. So. Wow. Kind of a bummer. Oh, boy. Um, I also got some miso soup. Oh, yeah. Man, Dan, this was uh, like gritty. Mm. It wasn't good. It was very salty. Like the flavor was just pure sure. salt. And the actual miso in it was not very fine. You know, it's usually so fine. That it's like almost imperceptible. And this like it was a thick layer like on the like sediment on the bottom of oh, the okay. uh, d- container. I've definitely had some cloudy miso soup where you can tell it apart from the broth. Oh, but that's this. Was, it looked like sand in the bottom of the container Ooh, wow. and it was gritty. It was uh, not good. Not good. I had a couple sips. I was like, this is not, I can't do this. Gritty. Zero pleasure eating it. They had to yeah. let that uh, miso soup be the mascot uh-huh. for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh-huh. Let's steal more bits from other shows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think recognizing that two words are the same is a bit from another show. Is <laughs> there any sushi? Andy, I've had their sushi in the past. I didn't get it on the first trip. I had the intentions of getting it on the second trip. And I just did not. Okay. I'd, after we get it by entrees, I think that'll be a little more clear, but I, I didn't get any sushi. Well, when you order an entree online, it prompts you to make it a deluxe set. Yes. And that comes with the miso. Miso and a California roll. Mm-hmm. And California roll is generally like your roll for grandmas. Sure. Not very flavorful. You should call it the granny roll. The granny roll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my grandma lives in California, so that fits. Oh, wow. One of them. <laughs> okay, so California roll has cucumber, crab, and avocado. I generally am not a big fan of cucumber and sushi. Um, oh, it, it adds texture and no flavor, and I'm just not a big fan of the way the texture mixed with, mixes with rice. Uh, I do kind of like the freshness of a cucumber, though, and maybe if it's been cooked down to be softer, I'd like it more. Anyway, this was dense and very moist. Didn't have a fresh taste that you typically get from sushi. Rice was a little spongy. Almost tasted more like a sandwich than sushi. It was so heavy. Oh, um, usually don't expect the California roll to be heavy, but this was. It was uh, not great, Dan. Wow, <laughs> just uh, kind of globby in the mouth. Kind of one mushy, big, goopy flavor. Was not that into this roll, Dan. Um, it was probably pre-prepared and uh, set out for a while. Uh, room temp. Sure. Um, I mean, it comes with the deluxe. They got to keep those on yeah. hand. So I felt like this was probably not giving it a very fair shot. Sure. And I want to repeat that I was really trying with this place. I hadn't been before, uh, to my knowledge. I don't. This was your first time. So. I think it was my first time, and it's very close to my house, um, close enough that it would be very convenient for me. And uh, if I was rooting for it to be good, sure. Okay, really wanted it to be good. I knew I wanted to get more sushi my on my second visit and i decided to try and go for something as inauthentic as possible sure. like your goofy missouri style sushi now i want to say andy 
if you visit the teriyaki house SGF website, uh-huh. there are some beautiful pictures of sushi on there. Yes. Leading, like there was one with a raw egg yolk in it. You would think that this place was like a downtown dimly lit sushi establishment. And it is interesting inside that they're kind of going for an upscale vibe in a building that is very much not an upscale restaurant building. Yes. Which is really interesting. So they have like black ceiling tiles and like angular, you know, counter designs and stuff. Was any of that held over from Chopsticks? No. I, oh, I just no. don't remember. This is so different. They've totally redid the inside. Sure. Chopsticks was way different. Chopsticks was gnarly in the best way. <laughs> I mean, if I remember correctly, uh, Chopsticks had those like booths, like those very thin, hard plastic booths. That was the style mm-hmm. there. And it's not like that at all. I mean, inside teriyaki house. As long as we're talking about chopsticks, should we talk about this place's hours? Yeah. Andy. Let's talk about it. Not open for lunch. <laughs> so chopsticks was open all day. Yeah. I mean, for probably 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Until midnight, Andy, you could walk into chopsticks at 1130 p.m. and get some pretty cheap Chinese food, yeah. which also this is not cheap as far as Chinese food goes. No. In this town. No, it is certainly not. Which, you know, I, I think we're on the record as saying that Chinese food does not have to be cheap. No. Uh, it, that's a thing in, a, in and of itself. But look, this is not. <laughs> I, I worked a day at school this week, Dan. We sure. gave the kids their supplies back. They just drove by. We wore masks. We handed mm-hmm. them through the window. And my teaching partner and I sat out there on the porch of the school. And uh, I worked pretty close to Newhouse. Ooh. Went to Newhouse. They got five dollar combos right oh, now, Dan. Andy. You get a big old plate of chicken and sauce and rice, and you get two crab rangoons and an egg roll, and it's five bucks, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you this: Newhouse, do they open before four p.m.? Yeah, they do. Okay, so so Teriyaki House opens <laughs> at four, 4 p.m. <laughs> so you cannot get them for any sort of central lunch. time. They, they do deliver. That's been, I think, a yeah. pretty big part of their game. Uh, mm-hmm. I've actually got a story about their delivery uh, that we'll probably say for another episode. <laughs> um, but they're only open until 11 now. <laughs> so they're just open 4 to 11, seven hours a day. The, the strangest hours. This place is, as I said, mystifying. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Okay, so I wanted to get Please, some kind of goofy Missouri-style sushi, like the kind of sushi that's only... Sushi, insofar as much as it's rolled up with rice. Sure. I'm on record many times saying that Springfield doesn't have any actual good sushi because you can't get fresh ocean fish here. Even if you fly it in, it's still frozen because you have to (laughs) freeze it to fly. Has anybody ever thought about making sushi out of those flying fish? (laughs) Like on Mario? (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking more of the actual (laughs) flying fish. No, I like my sushi <laughs> in cartoon form. Yes. Uh, yeah. As such, the best sushi you can get in town is, you know, like, and I say this with affection, trash sushi. Sure. It's like deep fried garbage. Candy sushi. But yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of its own thing, like separate from real sushi. I would imagine that you, unless you went to like an American sushi restaurant in Japan, you're not going to find it at a real restaurant in Japan, like the kind of sushi that I like to get in Springfield. So I tried to find something kind of like that on the menu at Teriyaki House, but they're really trying to keep it classy at this place, Dan. All, all just your standard traditional sushi rolls. This one that intrigued me the most was the Kani roll, the spicy Kani roll. That's K-A-N-I. And I had to look up the word, and it means crab stick. Ooh. So it had two other ingredients listed, masago and crunch. 
Sure. Uh, so that sounded promising. I was like, okay, this sounds like a Missouri roll. I to love me. some crunch on my roll. Mm-hmm. If it comes with crunch, that that's a Missouri roll. Yeah. So I, I added it to my cart online and noticed that for two dollars more, they'd fry it for me. Whoa. They'd really Missouri it up. They're gonna fry the crunch. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly the kind of inauthentic <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> and I was not disappointed. Just opening the bag, the spicy Connie roll immediately looked so much better than the Cali roll, the grandma roll from earlier in the week. It was bigger and uh the outer layer was totally covered with the light gold flakes that had been lightly fried. Inside the crab and masago had been blended together had like a nice soft texture with just a little bit of moisture as well as just the slightest heat to the flavor. It was served with a side of yum yum sauce as well. Or we're talking an orange. Oh, I was just hoping you'd say yum yum. Uh, yum yum. <laughs> I for <laughs> listeners, I looked up at Dan hoping he would comment on the yum yum sauce <laughs> like of the little Caesar's pizza <laughs> guy. <laughs> the uh, outer fried layer combined with that yum yum sauce is what made the roll, Dan. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this was anything particularly special, but I, I really enjoyed eating this. It was more like a dippable fried bar snack than sushi, but that's why I liked it. It was really heavy and hearty, just about worth the $7 price wow. tag. All right. Oh, it was 9 because the $2 should sure. fry it, so sure. not, probably not really. I mean, it. that's not l- ludicrous for like a fried Luda. <laughs> crazy roll, uh, but yeah, yeah, probably probably... I'm probably not buying a nine dollar. No, whatever that roll was. All right, called. Dan. Let's get into these entrees. Let's do it. You can start. Andy ended up going to Teriyaki House twice. First time, I had to do it to him. I had to get the Teriyaki Grill. Mm. Now it's not distinctly a part of Dan's edict uh, that. Is a place if a place is named like Teriyaki House, I should get the Teriyaki Chicken. You know, it's uh, a they would have to have a dish named Teriyaki House Uh for the Dedic to come in. But I thought it was appropriate. I wanted one of us to get the straight up Teriyaki Chicken here at the Teriyaki House, and I gotta say, Andy, I'd had it before back in my old days living in an apartment, old old Briarwood apartment (laughs) complex, real close over there. It's okay. Yeah, it's 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 fine. The okay. the the chicken has like the slightest browning on it. It's not breaded chicken like a cashew. I have had their cashew yeah. chicken before. Didn't get it this time because I'm not eating cashew uh-huh. chicken until 2021, and I'm a man <laughs> of my word. And uh, Andy will huh? will be made to eat his shoe when uh, I didn't agree to that. I mean, it's an old saying, and and it, it, if I call for it, you must. <laughs> Werner Herzog did that yes, as a movie did. when he lost yeah, a bet. It's absolutely. really it's really interesting to yeah. watch it. Anyway, go ahead. Slightest browning on the chicken. Whenever you look at it, it kind of makes it appear as if there will be some texture on there, like it got uh, some grill char on it. It is called the teriyaki grill after all. Uh, really no texture to speak of, though. Uh, uh-huh. All the chicken kind of has the same texture, but there's no gristle, no fat in there. Perfectly fine. No no vegetables with the teriyaki grill. Just straight chicken and teriyaki sauce, whatever that is. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> sweet. Uh, I will say their teriyaki sauce is uh, very salty. Yep. <laughs> they, got, they got a little salt in there. And uh, man, I, I felt real, real bloated after it. Don't mm-hmm. don't love their fried rice, particularly not. Uh, I don't think it has 
the nice oily flavor that I want from a fried rice. It's just kind of a greasier version of like clumpy right white rice. I, I don't, you know, not a whole lot going on there. But the teriyaki chicken is fine. You know, I don't, I don't know that I I enjoyed paying like nine dollars for the teriyaki grill, but it's okay. Okay, it, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. All right. I have so much to say about this, Dan. Okay, so I did both my orders online, and you already know this, so mm. <laughs> now I feel like I'm repeating myself, sure. because one of the things I do when I'm waiting at a restaurant is text Dan. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I ordered online. It said, it gave me a time 25 minutes later. I showed up right at that time, and I went ahead and had to sign the ticket, because I went ahead and paid online. Mm. You signed the ticket, and um, they said they'd have it right out. Dan, I kid you not, I waited standing there at Teriyaki House for 50 minutes. Whoa. 50 That's a lot minutes. of minutes. And I, I don't know. I, I don't want to, you know, blame anybody working or anything like that. Sure. They were really hustling. Mm-hmm. And this was like Probably five, unloading that gold crown oh, truck could, as well. Yeah, which, that's probably you know. right. You're probably right. It, this was like... 5 15 ish i don't remember mm-hmm. the exact time we could check our text but not not a time not that a food that. truck should show up <laughs> to a to a restaurant yeah so they they were working and they were prepping food mm-hmm. uh there was three people working they were really hustling at one point um one of them got out a blowtorch and was like torching like a mini blowtorch and was torching some sort of plate or a pan full of food i thought that was pretty cool to watch wow but um people kept coming up and you know people would show up and get their orders before me, which is always frustrating when that happens. But, you know, it's just the order that people do their orders. But this was like 25 minutes after my time, and I know that there was no way that those people ordered before me Mm -hmm. and then showed up and got their orders immediately. I I don't know why. I wonder if it was something that I ordered was on the truck. That could be it. But anyway, no communication about it at all. Not even an apology when they finally gave me my sure. food 50 minutes late. That's a, lo- that's a long time. A frustrating experience. And I was in my gym clothes, by the way. So I'm just like <laughs> standing there stinky. <laughs> Maybe they're punishing well, me. Well, stinky and in your gym clothes. <laughs> you generally have a stink to you. But, but uh, okay. So I'm prefacing this to uh, like telling, saying this. And this also did not affect my feelings about the food sure. again i understand that these things happen 50 minutes is a long time it's that is excessive we're serious journalists no. here andy and we would never let uh, our feelings be swayed by uh a long wait time or a botched delivery that happened four <laughs> or five years ago i have no vendetta against this place this is just a thing that happened that i'm reporting sure. and i will tell you this the second time i went i showed up 10 minutes late and they had it to me two minutes later, so 12 minutes late, second time, so which was fine. You you text me yeah. all of this, and uh, for my teriyaki chicken experience uh, that I just spoke on, I, I decided to basically order after you let me you know after you let me know that you had your food just to kind of see if uh-huh. i had a similar experience i waited the full 25 minutes before i even left my house right. i left the house at the Smart. time it was supposed to be ready got there still waited maybe a minute but it, it was out to me very quickly okay. so i'm i'm curious as to what yeah. what that was i wonder if they had a catering order had a big order sure. come in that they had to get ready or something like that i don't think i'm not like mad at this restaurant I'm sure that there was an explanation for that. I don't think they did it to to make me mad. <laughs> like they had anything against me. This is just a thing that did happen. 
Um, and what 12, if they did just do it to make you mad? <laughs> well, uh, would not be in their best interest, <laughs> obviously. Okay, so the first time I went, Dan, I got that uh, sushi, the California roll, and the miso soup to go along with extra spicy general chicken. Ooh. Now, I forgot to have it spicy. Uh, I forgot to put it as spicy on my online order, Dan. However, I called them immediately after, and I was like, hey, can you make it as spicy as you make it? Just Good make move. it as hot. And the guy on the phone said, uh, I'll tell him to burn the inside of your throat, okay? Whoa, okay. I was like, that sounds good. Sounds great. Okay, so once I got home, you know, I put it in the uh, our Rachel Ray bag, our warmer bag. And this place is less than a five-minute drive from my house. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is pretty much unaffected by the, uh, by the takeout situation on my end. Took the top of the container off was blasted with a scent, a strong pepper scent, Ooh. like green pepper specifically, which is fine. Not the I mean, worst thing. Strong. Not typically what you get with general chicken, no, but, but still. Um, it turns out that there were, in fact, a bunch of chopped green peppers uh-huh. in there with the chicken, as will happen sometimes with general chicken. It's, it varies so much place to place this particular and just dish. just barely cooked. Yeah. Just, I, but I feel like that's a typical thing yeah, in at least the Missouri style of Chinese cooking. I, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. Um, yeah, barely cooked is uh-huh. correct. I mean, cooked in a hot wok, and I'm pretty sure they just throw the yeah. throw everything in there at once. Whereas if you really want to do a good job, you uh, put the vegetables in there first before you throw the chicken <laughs> in. But anyway, um, this is all white meat chicken. Mm. They don't even give you the option for dark meat, which is a bummer because dark meat's superior. We've been over this sure. over and over. I, I get a mix. That's what I get now. Go to Newhouse, get the mixed white and dark. They don't upcharge you for it. And oh. far superior. Far superior. Wow. Gotta say, Dan, almost zero spice to this, despite the fact that I ordered it extra spicy and that I could see like flakes in there too. No spice to it. Also, um, not that sweet. The sauce sort of had a syrupy consistency, but not very much sweetness to it. Very bland. Hmm. Pretty salty. Recurring theme here, pretty yeah. salty. The primary flavor of this dish was green pepper, uh, which is no surprise because it's reeked of green pepper. Sure. Reek is negative. It smelled neutrally yeah. of green pepper. But Dan, this chicken, um, it might as well have not been breaded. The breading was so soft. Mm-hmm. No crispness whatsoever. Barely any flavor to the breading. The, this was incredibly bland. Just had no taste at all beyond the uh, green pepper. And the rice... Um, didn't have much flavor either. Sure. Did not really enjoy the rice. And we actually, uh, for our next What You Eat episode, went to a place that had quite flavorful uh, sides. So I was kind of, wow. you know, going off that. It was another Asian place. Anyway, so not thrilled with this general chicken, Dan. Not, not spicy. He told me to burn my throat. <laughs> told me to burn my throat. It's like, yeah, burn me up. Nothing. Nothing. Not into it. Must think you got a pretty weak throat. Uh, he must. <laughs> wow. He's incorrect. <laughs> I got a strong throat. All right, Dan, hit me with another one of Andy, yours. Andy, my second trip there. On my first trip, I got food for both myself and my lovely girlfriend, uh, Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles, for her privacy. She had the mushroom beef, Andy. Let's not get into it yet. We're not going to get into it, but she didn't like it. Okay. So the second trip, you know, since teriyaki house is only open after 4 p.m uh-huh. couldn't get myself a secluded lunch i had to get teriyaki house for myself mm-hmm. 
and get another restaurant for my girlfriend. <laughs> the first time in the show's history. Wisdom. That I've had to do this. It's wisdom on her part. And uh, gotta say, real pain in the ass <laughs> to do that. But uh, my second trip, I went with something that I... It was is definitely my most ordered thing at Teriyaki House for my past experiences. Mm-hmm. Something I used to get pretty often. The bourbon chicken, mm. Andy, which it's pretty high up on their menu. Yeah. Uh, for a place called Teriyaki House. I think it's right under the teriyaki is the bourbon chicken. And then they now have a spicy bourbon chicken variant. Generally, the best non-breaded chicken option at most sure. Chinese yeah. restaurants. No, I definitely agree. Um, bourbon chicken one of my go-tos if i'm ever if i ever find myself at a chinese buffet which thank god i don't very often uh especially any longer yeah i go for the bourbon chicken really like that bourbon chicken Mm -hmm. and uh teriyaki houses is kind of like the teriyaki chicken just fine Mm. i went with the bourbon chicken bowl uh, the, they have a section of their menu called the rice bowls, which are uh, at least a few dollars cheaper yeah. than most of their entrees and are nice, compact little black containers, uh, kind of like what you would get some ramen in if you were to go to a certain skeletal themed uh, ramen store <laughs> here in town. The okay. ramen store? Yeah. Uh, craniums. Mm-hmm. We've done that one before. Right? I think we have the uh, jaw box. Is that, is that a head? Sure. Continue. <laughs> is that a head? <laughs> this had a very light saucing to it, which has always been my experience with the bourbon chicken. Uh, not a whole lot of sauce at all to speak of. The rice had maybe soaked up a little bit, but there certainly wasn't any pooling that you would find with a lot of the sauces. Just a a real a real light glaze, a uh, uh, nice and sweet. Okay, just perfectly okay. Maybe three pieces of like very bland broccoli in there, but just almost tasted like nothing. Andy, yeah, it didn't had had less of a like. At least the teriyaki chicken was uh, very salty. Mm-hmm. This one beyond the slight sweetness, just. Just not a whole lot to speak of. Had the same thing as the teriyaki chicken where the chicken was browned a little bit, even uh, a nice dark brown in some places, but still not a lot of texture to speak of. Uh, Yeah, it it was okay. Okay. All right. So, you know, when I meet people and tell them that I do a food podcast and explain it to them, or people that listen to the show that we meet, I think one of the questions that we get the most often, Dan, and maybe it's different for you, but it's what do you do when you don't like a restaurant? Sure. And especially whenever you do, whenever I do the research and I know like what this place means to people and like what the businesses mean to the people that operate them. Absolutely. You know, it, I'm not going to say it doesn't affect my judgment because it definitely does. And I usually acknowledge that. And uh, I don't honestly. I'm I'm about to give a extremely negative review of an entree. Sure. And I'm a little nervous about it. This is going to be the most negative review I've ever given. Wow. Um, of anything, but it's just a thing that happened. Like there's no vendetta. It is just 
the truth of my of a single experience that I had at this restaurant. Sure. All right. So I the second time I went, um, I ordered steak teriyaki with lo mein. I didn't add anything on. I got lo mein instead of rice. Mm. And uh, first of all, I'll say that the lo mein was delicious. I really liked it, oh, Dan. Right. Um, thick noodles, heavily fried, really soft, kind of a deep light brown and very greasy. Oh, I yeah. realize some people would think that was a negative. I think it's a very positive. Uh, the grease gave it a lot of flavor. If I ever go back to Teriyaki House for some reason, I'm going to go f- get a full-on lo mein dish. I bet it would have been really good, with like stir-fried with some veggies. Oh, yeah. It would have been really tasty. like the slow mein a lot. Okay? All right. So the place is called Teriyaki House. I don't have a dedict, mm-hmm. but I felt like I needed to try something you gotta teriyaki. you got to get yourself a dedict. I'm not getting a D. You got to get yourself a D. You're the gimmick guy. Dude, you're getting a D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I tried to find the teriyaki dish. The menu positioned as the most impressive, like the signature dish. And that seemed to be the steak teriyaki. Sure. Dan, it's the top of the teriyaki section of the menu. Has a longer description than almost everything else on the menu. So now I, I already went in to how happy I was with the lo mein. Right, right next to it in the container was the steak teriyaki itself, and it looked great. It looked so good. The container compartment was filled to the top with sauce, Dan. Whoa. Lots of sauce. It was kind of this dark, translucent brown. Um, and a lot of times when I've had teriyaki dishes, it's like there's a coating or a glaze of teriyaki on the meat, which seems like that's mm-hmm. how it was with your chicken. Not here. This was fully sauced up. And the steak chunks were clearly hand cut, like lots of different sizes. And there were a few that were few where the cutting job wasn't quite finished. You know how you can see a few slices only partially cut, okay? Um, which means it was probably cut by hand. There are also these big chunks of onion, like big crispy edges, and some were like the multiple layers of onion were still part, like still there, like parts sure. of the chunk, which I'm really into, especially if it's cooked. I saw this and I could not wait to tear into it. This was an appealing looking takeout dish. Dan looked great. Was very excited. Sauce had a very mild, we'll say, savory flavor since we've said uh, salty a bunch. Mm-hmm. It's very salty. Not nearly as sweet as teriyaki often is. Teriyaki is often paired with like pineapple because it's a, you know, yeah. there's a sweetness to it. And I got to say, I, I didn't dislike the flavor, Dan. I think I liked it more than you did. Uh, it I also was, didn't particularly dislike it, but yeah. it is, it, it's just very salty. Yeah, it was decent. I Man, I like salt. I didn't really taste that much. It didn't taste that much like uh, teriyaki to me. But I did enjoy the flavor of the sauce, and I also enjoyed it in combination with the beef, okay, um, in theory. Now, here's where everything falls apart. Enjoyed the sauce. Enjoyed the actual beef flavor. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's more accurate to say this is where everything didn't fall apart, Dan. Mm. This steak, uh, this steak was just awful, awful. It was both overcooked and gamey. This is so gross to talk about, gamey. but gamey. I couldn't get it chewed enough to where I felt like swallowing. Um, there were several bites that I, I wound up spitting out, Dan. And by several, I mean literally every bite. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, listeners. This, this is disgusting. But like, I take notes while I'm writing, and I was, you know, uh, I wouldn't got a cup and was spitting beef i couldn't i could not swallow this food i couldn't do it um it was the steak was literally inedible 
Um, and here's, here's one more gross detail, and I'm so sorry. When, when I finished trying to eat this, and thank goodness the lo mein was there, and I also had that sushi, sure. so I still had like a filling meal. Yeah. Um, this was, I think this was $13, by the way. Um, when I finished trying to eat this, I had to floss immediately after because there were pieces, plural, pieces of gristle in between my teeth. This is unequivocally the worst meal I've had for the show. Horrible. Wow. And uh, I, I don't know what, what to think about. It. I'm not going to order it again to test to see if this is a one-time thing. But, I mean, Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles got a beef dish and I believe had a very similar experience. Yeah, she had the mushroom steak and it, it was, yeah, yeah, very, very close. A, a lot of, a lot of gristle. Could she swallow it, Dan? Yes. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. It doesn't sound like it was maybe as overcooked as yours was, mm. but certainly still uh, not very good. Now, Andy, you're looking at me. This with contradicts a here. text that you sent me. It actually doesn't, Andy, oh. because I text you that my lovely girlfriend uh, also spit up some food for lack of a less gross term. Yeah. Uh, it was actually the spoiled crab rangoon oh, that that happened to her with. Okay. So, well, but um, I can say that I tried her mushroom steak, uh, which was you know just steak and sort of a light brown sauce uh, with little mushroom caps, uh -huh. and it was probably the grossest thing I've ever had yeah, for the show. It it's was so bad disgusting. I you know for lack of a better term. I usually lately I've been you know, trying these restaurants with a mistress and, uh, <laughs> and I, I after you the, have to have like <laughs> a, a, a spouse or a partner of some sort to have a mistress. I was discussing with this with her this morning. <laughs> I decided no. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I have a mistress. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Um, and I, I couldn't like, I, I was just like, what? We are not. We don't eat this with me. Like, don't, don't come over mm. tonight. I have to eat this this place again. And that was before the steak. Yeah. <laughs> I almost didn't get it a second time. I I was very close to just only having it once. <laughs> wow. And I I don't know how how you would have felt about that. That's the only reason I I went a second I mean, time. Uh, I I wish there was like a system we had in place. We could just say. We're only going to go once. <laughs> Let's not waste <laughs> our money and the money of the people who donate to the show. I spent $20 both times that I went. I think if something like that happens again, uh, I, I may forego <laughs> going, going a second time. You know, the, the rice bowls are pretty moderately priced, and I think if there's sure. anything to have here, it's probably like a rice bowl with the dollar upcharge for lo mein and then maybe some teriyaki chicken. But I, I just don't see what circumstance you could get yourself into. Uh, I guess if like a work function was ordering it or something is the only way I would go back. Sure. I really did like the lo mein. Like I, I really liked the lo mein. Like I said, I'd be good with vegetables. I didn't mind that sushi roll that I got, but I've tried what, like seven or eight things. Mm -hmm. And that's two out of seven or eight that I thought were pretty good. And everything else was, you know, from bland to the worst thing I've ever had wow. for the show. And let this be proof to listeners that we are not shills. <laughs> like, I would have loved to like this place. It's so convenient for me. 
I don't know. I've been, uh, we should, we should go ahead and rate it. I don't have a funny nickname. How many Japanese sauce shacks, <laughs> by the way, they posit themselves as a Japanese restaurant, uh-huh. even though like 80% of the menu is Chinese food, which well, is interesting. Bourbon chicken doesn't come from Japan. Uh, <laughs> I guess sushi does. That's, that's it. Right. I don't know. How many Japanese sauce shacks would you rate Terry hockey, Terry hockey house, Dan? Oh boy, Andy, I, I've been kind of racking my brain for how hard to, to be on them for the actual number scoring. I think I'm just going to go with a two because I don't think I've gone any lower than a two and it, it just, I don't really want to go any lower than a two, although I'm not sure what you would have to do uh, for it to be much worse than this. So I've yeah, also um, been agonizing over this way more than any person mm, should ever agonize over sure. rating a restaurant. I mean, if fives exist, zeros must also exist. Oh, wow. And well, I, I don't think this is quite a zero because I did have a couple things that yeah, I liked. There. Yeah, I think you would. Ha- it would have to be everything. But so far, this is by far the worst restaurant we've done. Absolutely. In 97 episodes. 130-ish restaurants at this We're point. Worse than Ziggy's. You gave a oh. famously very negative review on Ziggy's that got us an Apple comment and probably lost a subscriber. How, how many subscribers are we going to lose on this one? I don't know. I don't think that many people go here. <laughs> we should talk about like whenever I was there forever, it was almost entirely college kids, mm-hmm. which is fascinating because it is so expensive. Yeah, that, that's everybody cheap. that I see there too. Yeah, uh, what is the deal with that? Good online ordering page uh, and delivery. That's true, but I mean they're still picking it up now. Thai Express is right over there. It's like you know, if it's between ten and eleven p.m. in which all other Chinese restaurants have closed, Chinese Chef is open until ten. Chinese Chef, one of my absolute faves. Not bad. I'd say if it's between ten p.m. and eleven p.m. And you really just have a hankering for Chinese food, Andy. Mm -hmm. Go to bed. Go to bed? Just go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) One. I'm giving this a one, Dan. Uh, I I suspect that we'll probably have something worse at some point. We probably will eventually go to a restaurant where we don't like anything we try. But man, this was the least satisfying experience. And it doesn't make me not want to do the show, but like... (laughs) This is like when it sucks to do the show. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. I got to go back to this restaurant that I didn't like a second time. Yeah. And it was even worse. Anyway, that's a two from Dan and a one from me. Update the spreadsheet. Uh, update the Spring Food Demo wiki. Wow. Wikia. We need somebody to keep us a wiki. <laughs> you know who that person would be? Me. <laughs> and I'm not going back. Hey, <laughs> listen, Dan Chilton. Yeah. It, we're you know the world's ending you got time <laughs> <laughs> just in between some tetris games get us a wiki page <laughs> wikia he seems smart <laughs> I, I assume you have to be smart to make a wiki page oh boy that was a long review this has been a relatively long episode well, some might say too long <laughs> for a place we didn't like <laughs> we really got into it i mean we, we, did. we did it to it and we don't have a second segment planned so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i guess that's the end of the show now andy um oh actually i have a bit of, su- of a surprise for you i oh. I, I, I booked us a, a guest um I, I, 
you know, I don't want to show my hand here too much, but I can see both your hands. I'm, I'm pretty proud of, <laughs> of I, this is a pretty big get, Andy. And, uh, you know, they're, they're waiting in the other room here, just right outside the studio. Hmm, I thought we agreed that we we're not going to have time. any in-person guests until the whole pandemic had well, concluded. They, they insisted. And oh, I mean, well, if they insisted. Well, no, Andy, I think once you see who it is, I, it's, I couldn't pass them up. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you want to meet them? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, come on in. <laughs> Hello. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you, Andy. <laughs> What's up? Andy, this is... Why, I, of course, am Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just watched uh, one of my favorite movies that you're in, uh, Green Room, the other night. Oh, yes. Green Room. Powerhouse performance as, as a Nazi. It's so good. Yes. It's such a fantastic yes. film. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> your, your voice sounds familiar. Yes. And it's not s- sounding so much like Patrick Stewart. <laughs> well, of course it is. I am Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sir Patrick Stewart, are you a Spring Food Mo listener? Oh, well, absolutely. Oh, okay. You want to... You want to do like uh, Ian McKellen did on Mark Marin and give us some Shakespeare? Why? Why am I always being compared to Can, Sir Ian McKellen? Because you're best friends. Well, yes, but that doesn't mean that wasn't a comparison. I have to do the things that he does. He's oh. he's a brilliant actor. Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm sorry I brought it up. I just thought it'd be cool to have some Shakespeare. Why don't you get Sir Ian McKellen I on the, the podcast? Name if of you'd a like. Shakespeare play on my shirt right now. Oh. Is that a white punk rock band? Uh, <laughs> Titus Andronicus. Yes. No, this is a Shakespeare shirt. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. A, a shirt for the production. Uh huh. Brilliant. Yeah, the one production of Titus Andronicus. So, yeah, I've, I've got Sir Patrick Stewart here in the studio today. Uh, a bit of a surprise for yeah. Andy and our guests and our uh, listeners here. Did. Maybe the most famous guest we've ever had on the show. Well, Paul, Paul McCartney. McCartney. Yeah. A lot of nights on the show. Not nearly enough, I say. Yes. We, we have in the future, we've got Sir Gawain booked. <laughs> English literature jokes. Yes. It, it, me, Patrick Stewart, definitely understands that joke. <laughs> I am famously well-read. And British. Yeah, I mean, that went over my head, but I'm sure that Patrick Stewart understands it and could explain it even if uh, it came to blows, but thankfully we're not having him do that right now. No! What are you here for, Patrick? Well, (laughs) I know that your podcast goes out to the airwaves across the world. Mm, Airwaves not really involved. Like a radio play. Okay. Sure. All the way from Australia to Antarctica. We actually don't have the subscription tier that allows us to see where people are listening, but yeah, let's say Australia to Antarctica, sure. I can guarantee they've heard it all across the world. I mean, I heard it in my apartment in London. Oh, in an apartment? Yes. Seems like a person who would have an estate. Well. Picking up those TNG zids. I, I do have an estate, of course, in <laughs> My my, it's my favorite of my homes, just not in London. Okay, Tampa Bay, Florida. <laughs> Love it. 
Love it down okay. there. Big Bucks fan. Well, love the Bucks. Love the Buccaneers. <laughs> Very excited for T Brady to, to be on the team and uh, whoop whoop go Bucks. All that and uh, I just you know in Florida nobody's nobody's trying to encroach on my freedoms. Yeah, I can't tamp down Tampa. Mm 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 mm. Don't tamp on me. <laughs> As our state flag says. <laughs> Whoa, you, your well, voice suddenly it's, shifted. It's Andy. That's me. Daniel. That's him. Yes. I'm here to hopefully get the word out on my new line of fashionable t-shirts. Oh, okay. Sir Patrick Stewart's new line of fashionable t-shirts. Absolutely. I can... Consider myself a bit of a style icon. So what sets a fashionable t-shirt apart from a non-fashionable t-shirt? I'm glad you asked, Andy. Would would you consider Dan's shirt, the t-shirt he has on now, to be a fashionable t-shirt? Oh, well, I, of course, am wearing a lovely Druff's t-shirt that I got from Druff's the last time I picked up a couple cornbread crumbles. Uh-huh. Decided to uh, support the business in another way by a... Grabbing myself a nice T-shirt, and they're not even advertising for us. Sure, sounds like they are. The check, Vance. Couldn't cut that check, Vance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love Druffs. Looks like I'm peaking there a little bit. A little bit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Anyway, of course, what makes a T-shirt fashionable to me, Sir Patrick Stewart? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe like a. A cool skull design. Oh, okay. I like skulls. Yeah. I got one. Nice, cool <laughs> skull t-shirt. Yes. When you think of it, we all do. <laughs> it would be bad if we didn't have skulls. Oh, yes. Pray like, for the skullless of be us. be like Krang from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. I guess I've never thought about that. Krang doesn't have a skull. <laughs> huh. Did you blow your mind, Patrick? Oh. Anyway. Yes, like <laughs> a nice... Like like a cool skull with maybe some flames coming out of its head. Hmm. Sound starting to sound a little you familiar. Know, cool like that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's very. It sounds like the typical language used by Sir Patrick Stewart. I, I'm not trying to. I don't. I don't want to police what you're you're saying here, Patrick. But it is, of course, a PG show. Back in my days, the hard G is what we used to say. <laughs> That's right. Hard G. Yes, a hard G. Another T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking okay. of. Maybe like something with Stewie from Family Guy. <laughs> He's so funny. licensed, licensed merchandise. What, you mean I'd have to like pay for it? Yeah, you'd have to get the license to use Stewie from Family Guy. I'm not. I'm not asking that the Family Guy people draw him. I've got a great rendering myself. You drew it? Yes. Okay, you good visual artist? Oh, absolutely. So you've got his little head there, and he's <laughs> saying that he wants to get Lois, and that he may possibly be ruling the world or something, and uh, Peter is over here. So you're a big fan of the show. You know the characters' names. Oh, That's yes, uh, Peter, Brian, Chris, the dumb one, Meg. <laughs> You watch oh. a lot of Family Guy, oh, Patrick? Well, I mean, you don't have to see much Family Guy to oh. know the, the core family at hand. Uh, of course, Lois, Griffin, <laughs> Quagmire. Okay, continue. Cleveland for a time. Uh-huh. Now he's, he's got his own, well, he had his own well, show. He had his own How'd show. How'd you feel about the Cleveland show, now. Patrick? Oh, big fan of the Cleveland <laughs> show. 
and uh, I'm hoping someday if, if I can just get down the Cleveland look, then I can make some some T-shirts with Cleveland on them. <laughs> okay. More shirts. Oh, shirts. Yeah. Me, uh-huh. Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh-huh. Yes. Of course, I was thinking about like maybe a maybe maybe like a a big old snake and it's and it's wrapped around a buxom lady. <laughs> I like the sound of this one. It's <laughs> yeah, good. This sounds cool. This reminds me a lot of the shirts Andy owns. I, I think he's kind of your target market here. <laughs> Did you say buxom? It's like a librarian? It's like well, a lady that likes to read? Yes, I suppose she could have a hair up with glasses. <laughs> Ooh, it sounds good to me. <laughs> Maybe a little short skirt. <laughs> All right. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart. Is that it? <laughs> well, we, I mean, we can't have him talking like that on the on the air here. We had to cut his mic, of course. Is the first one a Scully's shirt? Oops. No. 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 <laughs> and of course, it's just... I, you know, cut his mic. Flaming school. <laughs> well, I guess it's time for the last segment here on the <laughs> no, show. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought we had a direction we were heading there. No, 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 no. Just, just Patrick Stewart likes some shirts. Well, he has some shirts to sell. I'm starting a shirt company. It, What's Pat- it called? Sir Patrick Stew shirts. Oh, a name. Hmm. I should have come up with a name. Sir Patrick Stew, shoot, yes, <laughs> what you said, Sir Patrick Stew shirts, okay, wow, uh, go to his big cartel page, <laughs> I'm actually on T public right now, oh, okay, cool, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, uh, would you, I mean, do you want to hang around for the last segment of the show? You mean Andy and Dan's RuPaul's Drag Race and Dev's Corner, mm. of course, that's my favorite part. Cool. Well, you like that show? You like that part? Yes. You like it? You probably like it more, I would imagine, now that Devs is done. Well, I mean, I loved the offbeat storytelling that that Devs had to offer, but when it really comes down to it, I'm I'm sort of a dragaholic. <laughs> I mean, RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race. How do you feel about uh, Crystal Method, Patrick Stewart? Oh, I must stand. <laughs> you must stand. I must stand. All right. Well, I start the clock, Andy. Okay. The clock's running. 29 seconds. Uh, I mean, did you have anything to say about no, Dubs? It's over. Okay. Good. Still like um, it. Might rewatch it again. Andy. Crystal Method. In the bottom two this week, top five of the group, bottom two of that top five, uh, which was real unfortunate. She did fantastic, but they were basing it off the uh, whole record of the show, and uh, she did end up lip syncing for her life, Andy, which, of course, as you know, happens at the end of every episode between two different drag queens. Eight seconds over. And she won, Andy. She beat Jackie, sent her home. Crystal Method is now in the top four. She made it to the RuPaul's Drag Race final, Andy, and she's technically in the top three because one of of the four is a predator. Oh, boy. That's right. (laughs) Who they had to remove 
you know, after the show was caught. So top three crystal method. We must stand Springfield, Missouri being represented in the highest echelons of drag race. Wow. No, no celebrities on this episode. So I didn't get to mention any of them. Oh, Whoopi bummer. was on the last episode. Who? Whoopi. Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. No, the other Whoopi. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right. Um, Oh, cool. Thanks for listening, I guess. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, go to subscribe.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Subscribing is only $5 a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5 a month at subscribe.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media.